Welcome back. We are in Titus chapter 2, verse 3. Titus chapter 2, verse 3. Let's go. This is Paul's letter to Titus. And we just got done with the verse, verse 2, talking about older men. Now we're talking about older women. Verse 3. The older women, likewise, that they should that they be reverent in behavior, not slanderers, not given to much wine, teachers of good things, that they admonish the young women to love their husbands, to love their children, to be discreet, chaste, homemakers, good, obedient to their own husbands, that the word of God may not be blasphemed. So he actually uses three verses here, talking about older women. Don't read into that, right? Man put the verses in here, the chapter numbers and the verse numbers. That was not something that God gave us. That is something that man did, and it's great. That's how we find the address, right? Could you imagine going somewhere and you didn't have an address to put into a GPS and before or long ago where you had a key map or however we found places, I don't even know. But now you couldn't go somewhere if you didn't know where it was and you didn't have an address. That's why we have these chapters and verse numbers because that's what helps us. So verse 3, the older women likewise, that they be reverent in behavior. So he's talking specifically to women, not men, about this. That they be reverent, that they be revered, that they be respected and do respectable things in their behavior, which could be their words and especially their deeds, that they would be attractive to people coming to Christ and not repelling people coming to Christ. There have literally been people in my life who have claimed to be Christians. Some I think are, some I think aren't. And I looked at their behavior and I'm like, if you're a Christian, then I don't think I want that. And then there's been others who are in my life, and I see that they're a Christ follower, and their words and their mannerisms and their deeds just reflect Jesus and drip of the Holy Spirit. And I'm like, yes, that's what I want. That's what I want. So we want to be those people, people around us, our neighbors, our children, our parents, our cousins, our employees, our employers, our colleagues, our vendors, whoever it is, says there's something different about blank, Mike, John, Judy. Here we're talking about women, Jane, Barbara, whatever. This this applies to men as well, but this is specifically focused on women. But men can take a lot away from this as well. We want to be reverent in that behavior. It says not slanderers. Now, you want to be careful not to gossip. Don't talk poorly of others. Come alongside them, encourage them, and lift them up. Edify others. Perhaps he's saying this specifically in this context of women because women, and I'm not making a you know, statement, but maybe they gossip more. I don't know. Men gossip too. But in my life that I've seen, I've, I feel like women may gossip more. I don't know. I may get in trouble for saying that, but whatever. It's, it's, it's thrown out uh, for the older women here. Men gossip too. Men, like I said, men can take away from most of this uh, as well. Um, but you, you want to be careful not to gossip, right? Gossiping doesn't further the kingdom. Gossiping doesn't get us closer to Jesus. It. Why do people gossip? They either A, don't like someone. Well, that's called anger, which is called murder in the Bible. They're angry at that person and don't like them. They hate them, or they wouldn't use that word hate. I just don't like them, whatever, or they bug me. Or I'm jealous of them, and that's why I'm gossiping and telling them about them. But that's a, that's a form of, could be covetousness, could be a form of murder, right? These are things that are just not good. And so we, we 
we want to say good things about people. And if you don't have anything nice to say, many of you are just growing up. If you don't have anything nice to say, don't say anything at all. Right? I find myself in that position sometimes in my head. I'm like thinking something. I'm like, I'm just not going to say anything. Or I'll find something positive to say. Um, and I'm not perfect. Sometimes I do say something that I shouldn't say. And hopefully in each situation, God convicts me. I'm like, you know what? I shouldn't say anything further. I shouldn't have said that. Apologize to whoever I'm talking with or whatever. But we want to be careful not to be slanders. Then it says, not given to much wine. Again, yes, this is addressed to women. It applies equally uh, to men because this is a great thing for men as well. But not given to much wine. It's not just men who struggle with alcohol or substance substances that impair capacity. Many women uh, struggle with this as well, right? Just like pornography is not something that is uh, confined just to a problem for men. There are many women out there, I learned this years ago, and I didn't know it earlier in my life, that many women struggle with pornography. But here we're talking about wine. we've, We've talked about drinking and alcohol and wine in many settings. I'll just do a quick one here. Wine, why, why biblically are we told not to like get drunk or buzzed or whatever? Because it impairs your thinking. People are going to look at you and say, that person loves Jesus and goes to church every Sunday and reads the Bible and does this, and they're over there getting drunk, doing shots, or they're coming home every night and they're having three beers because they just have to numb the pain of their life. Why would I want to chase after something where someone is so not joyful that they actually have to have a couple of beers, a couple of glasses of wine almost every night just to be able to settle down, right? That's not the witness that we want. We want the witness where come, someone comes over and they're like, you don't drink every night to kind of numb away the pain every day? Like, no, maybe I used to, but I don't anymore because I just, I got over it. I stopped and God showed me that that doesn't bring happiness. It doesn't help my witness. It actually negatively affects my witness to others to myself and to my children. So, yeah, I got away from it, and life is much better, right? That's my testimony, right? I used to drink more than I should, and then God showed me. He was like, no, that's not what I want of you. I've got something much better. And I was like, yeah, but it's exciting. It numbs the pain everything. He's like, I got something much better. Just do this. Stop. Get it all out of the house. Don't drink. And now I don't drink, and life's better. I don't have the hangovers. I don't have to numb the pain or anything like that. It's great. So do it. I strongly encourage you. Don't drink. Don't drink at all. Just give it up. And you'll find that you can actually go a day without drinking, a week without drinking, a month without drinking, a year without drinking. Uh, Then he goes on to say, teachers of good things. So not just students of God, but also teachers to others of godly things. So many of you are listening listening to this and you're students of God, your disciples of God, if you will, right? A disciple is a student. And that's where we get the word discipline from. You you love going and learning about God. But for one reason or another, and I think I, I know why for most, one reason or another, you don't tell anybody else about Jesus. You don't teach the things that you learn. If you went to college and spent you know, $200,000 going to college, room, uh, books, food, tuition, and all that stuff. Let's say it's 50 grand a year, 200 grand. And you learned all this stuff. And then you went and, I'm making something up, you went and just drove an Uber the rest of your, well, you could actually be business savvy and drive an Uber. I don't know. I'm trying to make something up where you, you didn't even use it. You just sat on a beach. You went surfing the rest of your life or something, right? You didn't use any of that knowledge that you gained. What would be the point of it? 
helpful for you, but you didn't do anything with it. You didn't further society. You didn't teach anybody else. That would You would look at that and say, what a waste, right? So there's so many people. Some of them are Christians. Some of them are not. They're what we'd call lukewarm. They, they think they're saved, but they're not. And then others are just curious or just like, I don't want it. They go to church, but they don't tell anybody about it. So think about this. If you are not showing people who Jesus is, if you are not exhibiting Jesus, if you're not intentionally teaching people about Jesus, then what's the real point, right? How are you glorifying God? All you're doing is intaking information. Like a student who's never going to share that information with anybody else. You're not going to share it with a fellow student. You're not going to end up teaching one day. You're not going to end up using it in your job. You're just taking this information in for yourself, and it just gets stuck there, right? That's not good. God calls you for purpose to go out and teach others. And do you know what he made you for? He made you to do this, to glorify him by teaching others. And do you know what, you, what happens when you do that? You have more joy. You have more peace. You, you like life more. Everything's better. Well, maybe not everything. You can get persecuted for it. But your mental state and your purpose of why you're here and on this earth is better. So if you're not teaching, go teach. It's a wonderful thing. Verse 4 it says that they admonish the young women to love their husbands. So admonish, that word here is like to urge or to encourage or to hold accountable. So they're, they're urging, they're, they're called to urge and encourage and hold accountable the young women to love their husbands, right? It's not just men who are called to love their husbands here. Women are called to love their husbands as well, right? We should love each other. And that's why some people will take it out of context and they'll say, women, submit to your husbands. And women are like, ah, I don't want to do that. I don't want to. We'll talk a little bit more about that here and tomorrow in the next podcast. But again, it goes really both ways, right? We're called to love and respect and encourage and all this. This, this word submission, which we'll get to a little bit more, but it, it's we're equal. Husband and wives are equal, but we do have different roles. Just like God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit, they are equal. There are three persons in one Godhead, all equal, but they do have different roles. So women are called to love their husbands, right? If, if they're not loving their husbands, that's a problem if they're a Christian. If they're talking bad about their husbands, if they're gossiping about their husbands, which pe- women sometimes do when they get alone, they're like, oh, my husband does this and this, and they're just venting and letting it out. No, you want to be the person who's encouraging, right? You're not, um, you know, if you, if you say, hey, I need prayer because, you know, my husband's struggling with something. We're struggling with something. Help me with this. But that's different than if you're like gossiping, like, oh, yeah, he does this. And I can't stand it. And he blah, 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 right? Called to love their husbands. And, and there's lots of different ways that men can love their wives and women can love their husbands. It's in words to their face. Are we kind and encouraging? It's in words behind their back. Are we kind and encouraging? Or are we gossiping and you know slandering and making fun of them or whatever or putting them down? It's in the deeds. Do the, do the women care for their husbands? Do the husbands care for the women? Right? It's, it's all encompassing. Um, but, but I love that, that uh, women are called to love their husbands. And yes, husbands are called to love their wives as well. And then tomorrow we'll pick up in the back part of verse 4. You can take whatever application away you want away from this. Some of the bigger ones that I think we talked about are not gossiping. Right? Be very careful of that. Uh, not given to much wine, not getting buzzed, not getting drunk, and I would encourage you to try just not even drinking. And if you say, I can't, then you probably have a problem. And if you try it and you can't, then you probably have a problem. You 
anybody should be able to you know just stop drinking unless they're a, a, a alcoholic and then they can go through rehab and get help of course but they they too can stop drinking i have several friends like lots of friends who are recovered alcoholics and don't drink anything anymore and uh, we want to be teachers right if you feel like if that just hits you today you're like i've been intaking i've been taking this all in in church and this for a long time but i've never really gone out and taught anybody start teaching you can start at home you can start with a neighbor you can start at work simple things right hey i realize i haven't prayed for you in a while how can i be praying for you Someone behind a counter or a waiter or a waitress or a Uber driver or a delivery person, a door dasher or something, you can just say, hey, thank you so much for you know helping me, bringing my food, whatever it is, checking me out. How can I pray for you? And then just see what they have to say. You know, the worst thing to say is don't pray for me. You know, I don't believe in God. Great. We can have that conversation too. So, Lord, thank you so much. Uh, help us to not just be intakers of the word and students and learners, Lord, but teachers. What's the point of it if we don't go out and teach? If anybody's struggling, listen to this, struggling with alcohol, even in the slightest bit, Lord, help them. Help them to say, I don't need this. I've been doing it more than I should. It negatively affects my my witness to my children, to my neighbors, to other people, whatever that case may be. Help, and if anybody's struggling with gossip, Lord, and talking behind the back of someone else, stop them. Help them, Lord. This applies to women and men. Yes, that verse is, is uh, particularly addressed to women, but uh, so far, all, all of these uh, men can do as well. And men can love their wives and women uh, their husbands. So help us with, with each of these, and particularly what any person listening to this may be struggling with right now, Lord. We love you, and we need your help. We thank you. Amen. This podcast brought to you in part by the Portfolio Protection Store, where smart investors go to protect their life savings from stock market losses. Visit our website to register for our webinar, theportfolioprotectionstore.com. The webinar is about portfolio protection and safe money ideas for ages 50 plus. Visit theportfolioprotectionstore.com. Located in Austin, Texas, license number 288-7886.